Hey everyone, I'm really excited about this one. This is the first part of our new series about unions and the mob, their reputations, and the realities. In this episode, we start with some of the very early parts of Teamster history in relation to, you know, corruption and, quote, racketeering, and we kind of go over what all that means. If you want the whole thing, you can go to patreon.com slash workstoppage. You can support us with $5 a month. It's what allows us to do the show as an entirely listener-supported podcast. And if you can't afford to become a patron right now, we know times can become tough at any moment, you know, jump in the Discord, message one of the admins. We can hook you up with this really important history. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. And share our episodes anywhere that you find appropriate and rate and review us. Solidarity forever. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and and so in the discourse then, there was there's all this stuff when you read quotes of basically like, oh, it's just this like, ooh, small bean business just trying to get by. And there's these <laughs> big mean teamsters who just won't let them do a free trade. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's absurd, <laughs> but it's, you know, that's what was getting shown up in the press. It was this idea that the labor unions are initiating all the violence. The labor unions are the ones like, doing the corruption there's it, it was an entirely one-sided portrait which of course i'm sure listeners are not exactly unfamiliar with mm-hmm. from the press we still have today <laughs> um and so for an example of this in 1905 after local department store montgomery ward refused to hi- hire workers organized with the garment workers union the teamsters launched a strike against deliveries to the store in solidarity with the garment workers At the behest of local business leaders, the city of Chicago launched a criminal investigation into the strike, claiming with no evidence that the workers were paid to strike by rival business owners. (laughs) Yeah, that happens. (laughs) And and so now that sort of strike, I know that sounds goofy and it was, but I hate to say this. There was a tiny sliver of truth in this because that sort of arrangement where corrupt leadership took payoffs to strike against certain businesses, but not others and Mm. not for reasons of actually improving worker conditions, but just because they got paid to do it. That had happened. That had actually occurred, but not very often. And a 1903 reform movement, which again, we're only four years into the Teamsters and there's already a rank and file movement to push out what few corrupt officials were already there. Right. So well, a lot can happen in four years. Yeah. Oh no, but I just think that it's, it, this is a thing that's I think encouraging is yeah. the fact that as long as there has actually been real corrupt officials, there has also been a real rank and file movement to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's like, it fits with the theme of the show. Um, and so, That 1903 reform movement had thrown out most of the leaders that were known to be involved in that sort of an arrangement. Additionally, despite the claims from the struck business owners at Montgomery Ward that their rivals paid for the strike, the city's criminal investigation mm, didn't even bother investigating that and focused purely on smearing the Teamsters. There was no, no investigation into... Well, if these other businesses are higher are paying off unions, we better make sure that we hold them accountable for this. No. So, well, I mean, that would be in, that would be interrupting free trade, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And so to further color how this investigation was carried out in a truly impartial manner, during the investigation, the city's prosecutors met at the end of every day with attorneys for the Employers Association to coordinate the strategy for the investigation. Wait, the Employers Association is a governmental organization, right? Just like the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. <laughs> just, just for the listeners, it is not. <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah, a, the chamber, it is what we it, call a cartel, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's a the trade association mm-hmm. that law basically actually what most people I think would think of them today, while there are trade associations that are more directly like this in the actions of what they're doing, it's a lot more like a, a, a firm like McKinsey or oh, like yeah. consultants who go out and their whole thing is basically we're lobbying for how great capitalism is and how you should never do anything that ever restricts the rights of business owners in any way ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gun cocking sound. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the grand jury that was set up by the city to investigate the horror of the Teamsters honoring a strike at a department store, uh, they they dug into the past of Teamsters president, the very first president of the union, Cornelius Shea. And when they could find no evidence of corruption or illegal collusion in the strike, they instead chose to publicize Shea's private transgression of having an affair outside of his marriage. And despite, again, the total lack of any evidence or criminal convictions against the union in the 1905 strike, the smear campaign did work to turn many middle-class liberals who had previously voiced support for the union against it on moral grounds. Oh, classic tactic. <laughs> can't, get them, can't get them on any kind of like real evidence for anything, so uh, I guess we'll just run a smear campaign as hard as we can. I mean, like, uh, Jeremy Corbyn jumps to mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because it's, it's literally like these, they were paid to do an illegal strike. Oh, really? Can you show us the evidence they were paid? No. But, but that <laughs> would be crazy if it were true, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like, okay, well, do you have like witnesses at least? Well, no. Well, okay, well, uh, and, well, but their president had an affair. It's <laughs> like that. That's their whole case. The, the mob forms in the street. <laughs> yeah, well, and unfortunately, that sort of salacious attack actually, you know, again, on the waffling middle class liberals did have an effect. Mm-hmm. Not so much on the working class members of the union, though. Probably not. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, while no Teamsters officials were convicted of any criminal wrongdoing in the strike, the smear campaign had its intended effect. Public support for unions, especially from the middle class, dropped, which helped convince Teamster leadership to end their policy of blanket engaging in sympathy strikes. They would still avoid crossing picket lines wherever possible, for sure, as that policy continues today. But the policy of actively engaging in controversial sympathy strikes across the board, for which they were so often accused of racketeering and extortion, that would fall to the Wade side after this 1905 strike. And explaining why the Teamsters had not joined a Chicago freight handler strike in 1912, then-president of the union Daniel Tobin told reporters that the move was because of, quote, the lesson we learned in 1905 when our organization was practically ruined, end quote. And so, like, while the bosses were unable to hit the Teamsters with any legal charges for the strike, their control of the media allowed them to indict the union in the court of public opinion. And that had real material impacts. Yeah, I mean, we never see that anymore. People don't call teachers and nurses greedy every fucking day in this (laughs) stupid-ass country. Yeah, (laughs) We need to end the capitalist press. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that's about where we're going to stop for the history for this episode. And I know that we've barely scratched the surface of the history of the Teamsters. We've only got up to 1905. Trust me, we're going to accelerate in the, in the next episode. Life's a hard road for a poor man who must travel by his labor. And times come up when he can use a helping hand from neighbors. That's the way it all got started. That's how it all began. When they ask me, I'm going to tell them I'm on the Teamster plan. Looking back a ways to those days When the companies were damn kings And the work was in a bad way And you hardly made a damn thing Well, the neighbors got together They were forced to make a stand When they ask me, I'm gonna tell them I'm on the Teamster plan And I'm a-talking to you teachers Every strong arm on the farm And everywhere this music reaches There's a better way of coming It's sweeping across the land When they ask me, I'm gonna tell them I'm on the Teamster plan Well, there's a better way of coming It's sweeping across the land when they ask me, I'm gonna tell them I'm on the Teamster plan. When they ask me, I'm gonna tell them I'm on the Teamster plan.